Providence, Rhode Island. This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience show. We discuss the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I'm joined here today by Mr. Elove, and we have a very minimal amount to talk about today. We're going to try to get through. We're going to try to entertain you all at least a little bit. The Madden ratings coming out today. I want to talk about that. I still have some free agency stuff. Last couple of weeks I haven't responded to yet. We're going to dive in on that. Maybe get into my NBA power rankings. Summer League over. Want to talk about how the Celtics fared in that. And also, I mean, there's always some Red Sox stuff going on. Season's going. They, Andrew Kashner set to make his first start tonight. I want to talk about that. And Nathan Devaldi supposedly set to become the close of the team. And I, of course, also have some thoughts on that. And if any of these topics intrigue you and you want to weigh in, do not be afraid to call in at... 401-456-8787. Once again, the number two get on the show is 401-456-8787. And with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with that, we are going to dive on in. And hello, we love. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I mean, it's... It's Slim Pickens right about now. Yeah, no, we were talking because obviously we were starting to show a little late today. Yeah, I, like, I called you. You're like, I'm going to be a few minutes late. I'm like, yeah. honestly, fine. Yeah. Please. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's nothing basically going no, on this is a that's slow a part. major occurrence. No, you're right. And, you know, maybe it's almost lucky that I haven't done a show. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a show last week because there's still plenty of NBA stuff to kind of right, exactly. pick at that I haven't picked at when I probably should have. I mean... Red Sox going on. There's stuff. There is stuff. But yeah, yeah this of is, course there's this stuff. This is the, you know, we could use an Olympics right now or something. Yeah, this mm. is, this is, you know, Women's World Cup over. Yep. NBA free agency for the most part over. Over. You know, I can respond to Summer League. I can talk about that. I understand there's some people who don't care. <laughs> I don't. But I, I do. I mean, there are some things I want to weigh in on. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no, it's, and I mean, the Red Sox, I mean, they're, they're, they're something. This season, so we can talk about that. But first thing I want to weigh in on, we talked about this in the opening. Mm-hmm. The Madden ratings came out last couple of days, and I never put stock in that. No, neither do I. But I think it's at least interesting to talk about because yeah. they will influence the way that people think. There okay. are fans out there mm. who will look at me. Who would, I mean, maybe don't look at Madden and be like, oh, yeah, well, if this guy's so good, why is he this in Madden? But, you know, for the casual NFL fan, they might get their impression of certain players uh-huh. from Madden. Okay. And the thing that's kind of been getting talked about the most, I think, and we're going to weigh in it as well because it is relevant to what we discuss here and right. things just the past, and that is the ranking of Tom Brady and how it stands relative to other QBs. Mm-hmm. And you haven't looked at these. No, I haven't. I and haven't seen anything. So I guess I'll get your impression. What do you think are the top five ranked QBs in Madden this year? At least for now. Until- All right. Well, uh, Tom Brady is Super Bowl champion. Sure. So, of course, he goes number one. Okay. Number two would be uh, my, my, my homie from Kansas City. Uh-huh. He would be number two. Okay, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. I call him my homie. Okay. That's how it is. like it. Um, number three. Number three is between, um, let's see. Number three would be... Uh, Seahawks quarterback uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Okay. And number four, I'm sorry, I have to. I, I'll put. Uh, I'll put um, a Rod in there. Sure, sure. A Rod number four. Number five. Uh, number five. Drew Brees. Okay. Well, here they are. Here's okay. what they are. Right. Number one is Pat Mahomes. Okay. Who's also the cover athlete. Okay. So, 
Sure. Number two is Tom Brady. All right. Number three is Philip Rivers. Number th- four is Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And number five is Andrew Luck. And then following them, at number six, you have Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Then at number seven, you have Aaron Rodgers, who's a 90 this year. Right. Then following that, you have Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and then Cam Newton. I'm sorry. I would have to. A-Rod has to be in the top five. You see, it's interesting. No, it is. And this, this has been kind of thing that's been generating discussion. Because I think Brady's ranked too high, honestly. My, my, my eyeballs tells yeah. me what I see. Well, you see, here's the thing about that. And this is why I think it is. The Madden ratings are really interesting discussion. Because uh-huh. it's tough because when you're actually, you know, and you you play Madden, you, mm-hmm. you know, the ratings, I don't know the exact algorithm, but, you know, right. every skill, they assign a certain value, 1 to 99. And then right. I, I believe that your final rating is some kind of average of, you know, those attributes. And then, you know, they count the ones that are actually relevant to that player mm-hmm. more. So I don't know what the exact algorithm is, but mm-hmm. here's the thing. A, I've said a lot of time, I think Brady took a little bit of a step back last year. Mm-hmm. At least just in terms of overall ability. Okay. Yeah, I do think he did. I think it, you can see, I mean, the stats took a step back just when you watch him. Just, just little things here and there he would make. Mm-hmm. And I have no issue with Pat Mahomes being number one either. I don't Be, either. Being number one ranked quarterback. I don't know. But I see, don't either. Here's the thing about the Madden ratings. Mm-hmm. It's tough because there's no, because once again, people have been honing in on the Brady v. Rogers debate a lot, which is. I mean, people mm-hmm. always hone in on it. And I like, and I love to chime in on it, frankly, because right. it's contentious yeah. and it's funny and exactly. like really, really, really. And I like to kind of dick on the Green Bay Packers when mm-hmm. I get a chance, but mm-hmm. for some reason. But the thing about the Madden ratings ratings is that the things that I like about Brady, the things that I think really make Brady great, mm-hmm. and the things that I really don't like about and we can get into the other QBs too. I'm not just gonna make this Brady Rod. I'm not just good. I'm not just gonna make this framing device 57 for Brady v. Rogers, but it's mm-hmm. it's gonna basically be framing device 57 mm-hmm. for Brady v. Rogers. Yep. But the things that I really like and the things that really make Brady great, and the things that kind of hold back Aaron Rodgers, especially in recent years, yeah, I think are really hard to reflect in the video game. Um, no, it, of course. Because the things that make Brady great, mm-hmm. at least in my, I mean, not the only things, because I don't want to say anybody, Brady has average, you know, tools, but he's really good mentally. Like, no, Brady is, Brady has a great arm. Like, that, of course. That's, people do understate that about Brady. Mm-hmm. People understate all the physical things about Brady. And I get why, because it's, 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 it's easy, it makes a better narrative, but nevertheless, like, Brady does not have anywhere close to the best arm in the NFL. No, he doesn't. But no, but the things that make, and he's never, and he's never been that no. way. But, like, the things that make, the, the things that Brady does do especially well are his, you know, his, A, just his ability to win. That intangible ability to win. That intangible, you know, to be in a pressure situation and not fold. Which some, the intent, you know, his ability to make the right decisions, his ability to, you know, not his, it's understated. People like to make fun of it, but Brady's ability to settle for the simple play mm-hmm. or the underneath throw, mm-hmm. the six-yard gain, his ability to settle for that is part of what makes him so great. He takes what the defense gives exactly. him. And his ability to do and a lot of QBs don't do that. Right. And they that is part of what makes – and that's part of how sometimes you can watch Brady and it's just so methodical the way he marked. Mm-hmm. And then finally, his ability to make adjustments – at the line. By the way, this is all a mass, massive simplification exactly. of what Brady does. But just talking about, you know, right. we'll bring it out of here. You can't put those you can't put those things in the video game. No, you can't. You can't because yeah. like all of that is Brady's own mind. Right. Which exactly. obviously, you know, me or any other jabroni <laughs> playing with a controller 
is not going to have that. Right. So it's almost that is when you take those things away from Brady. And I'm not saying that he's, and I, you know, and he still, like I said, still has good arm talent, still a very accurate passer. Mm-hmm. But when you take those things away from him, he's not, you know, you take away a lot of things to make him great. And then I contend that with Aaron Rodgers, who does have all the physical tools in the world, mm-hmm. who does have great arm talent, very mobile. And then another thing about Brady, like, you know, his ability to move around in the pocket, that is not an athleticism thing. That's, once again, just his feel for the game and all that. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's an awareness stat, but I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, like, that's just, that's just a... Bro, the, the AI is not going to be Brady. Mm-hmm. So they're basing it mainly, I know, his, his ability, his right. tools. Exactly. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers does have a ton of tools. Of course. But the things that I don't like about Rodgers, especially in recent years, has been kind of... Rodgers is almost outside of just like not not winning, which I feel like at a certain point you can just start to put on the quarterback blankly in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it's harder to quantify. Like with Brady, I can be like, hey, here are a bunch of examples of him, you know, being a winner. It's harder to quantify with Rodgers because I have to point to the things that he didn't do. But nevertheless, you know, I think after a certain point you'd be like, ah, maybe this guy just kind of. Anyway, he doesn't have a Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. especially in the last year or two, Rodgers has just his decision making. I think has gotten kind of atrocious. When you not even atrocious, but when you watch, it seems like Rogers at this point, a lot of the time he is always looking for that, you know, that big highlight Aaron Rodgers play. Um, true. Which, which I think you can see in like the reduction in, you know, in production from like guys like Randall Cobb, Mm -hmm. his more intermediate targets. Those guys have kind of maybe they've diminished a little bit, but I think it's been a part of just Aaron Rodgers is kind of I don't want to say he he's kind of bought into his own hype, but. You see him trying to go for big plays a lot. Just his decision making has gotten spottier, and I think mm-hmm. that you know. But once again, that is something that you can't really quantify Five in the game. The game exactly. Like if you're breaking, it's why the Madden. Th- it's why the Madden thing is so difficult. Right. Because theor- Because I mean, I would say knee jerk is you just you need to break these guys down to specimens, mm-hmm. and that's where you base the Madden ranking on. Mm-hmm. But once again, if you do that, Brady's probably you know hovering maybe top ten ish. Top yeah. 15-ish, so yeah. that that's not right either. Right. So it's almost like they just they bump guys up to try to get an approximation of right. who are actually the top QBs in the game overall. Yep. But then based on that, I don't know why Phillip Rivers is third. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like that one's just, that that one's just weird. I mean, I mean, did he have a better numbers than um than uh I mean, Russell that, Westbrook? Russell yeah, and Westbrook. I, I don't even mind where Westbrook is. I mean, not, Westbrook Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. I don't mind. I mean. In a vacuum, I think, yeah, like, Wilson being in, like, that, like, right, like, top five-ish range is about yeah. where he is. Yeah. Or if you really love, I don't know, but it's been a while since I've done my QB power rankings. But, nevertheless, the Madden thing is so tough because, <laughs> no, like, it's it's how do you, you know, it's. Even the players have a problem with it. No, they, uh, that's also fun. But, <laughs> no, but, like, seriously, like, you bring it, like, I don't have a problem with Pat Mahomes being. Because, like, Pat Mahomes, Pat yeah. Mahomes can, you know, make all the throws and he can make all the plays and everything. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And he'll probably be broken in Madden this year. Yeah. You know, just because, like I said, I mean, it's like how Michael Vick, like, mm-hmm. I remember what was Madden 04 or whatever. He was d- d- broke, the most broken player in Madden history. Yeah. Because he wasn't at, Michael Vick was the best player in the NFL that year. Yeah. But just when you, you know, you gave Michael Vick all of his tools <laughs> and you let just any jabroni play with him, like, <laughs> gotta run circles. Just, yep. <laughs> but it's true, so it's just like, it's it's almost... I don't know what they're basing this on. I don't really know I, I don't how the formula churns out Brady being number two. And this is not me knocking Brady because mm-hmm. I would still, pr- in a big moment, I would still take Brady. Yeah. 
over anybody. Yeah. Because I think, you know, because in the end, like those physical attributes and, you know, the arm strength and even mm-hmm. the and all that, like if you don't have that intangible ability to win and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just play the game the right way, mm-hmm. you're not going to win in that big moment mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. So. I just, I just don't know. Like I, like I, like I'm almost glad to see Rogers not being praised, and people not acting like like because I feel like like Rogers is like just like just can do no wrong, mm-hmm. in a lot of people's eyes and in the media and the way they talk about him, the way they put him on the same pedestal as Brady and all that, which always gets up my <laughs> gets in my gets up. But it's the heroics that he he, he um he, he does right against losing teams against well of course losing teams, but he does it in the playoffs as well. <laughs> but the thing is, is that. <laughs> That is what make a Super Bowl. It's well, he has. He yeah, has make a second a one. Bowl. Yeah, make a he second one. He has done the Super Bowl. Yeah, he done one. Like. So he's so he's Drew Brees, so, you know. So basically, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. yeah he's but one. but the thing is, is that it's it's the eyeball test, and that basically is one of the things that people don't can't really, you know, they look at the stats, but they look at the, yeah. the eyeball test is the the, the right. number one thing. It's that, just that drives a narrative. Right, but I can also understand like if like the people who just do the mad and the analytics that they break down to like, oh yeah, when you put in all the physical attributes, Brady comes out to like an eighty-eight. Mm. Well, that's not like he should. He should be higher. Mm-hmm. Which also like I wouldn't even mind if Brady was a little bit lower this year, just because like I said, I know he's kind of. It seems like he took a little bit of a step back last year, which uh-huh. is no knock to. I mean, it is a knock to him, but he did take a step back, which is understandable. Right. But yeah, I don't. I just it's. It's really tough. And this is also why I hate ranking things. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly hate, like, ranking, like, massive amounts of, like, athletes or teams. Like, after you get past, like, top two or three. Because I think once you get to, like, once you get, like, once you really start to rank a lot of people, you just, it, you're never going to get it right. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some messy, some messes here and there. But, I mean, like, like, in a vacuum, I don't mind Rodgers getting knocked down a bit. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, like, from what he's put on tape the last few years, again, 90s probably okay. But it's just, it's, it's. But that's just me saying it. Like, yeah, he feels like a ninety. But like, I don't know what the algorithm is. Right. So yeah. So I just, I, I don't know. That that it is. Could al- it could also play a team overall could play a part in it as well because the Green Bay Packers don't really yeah. draft very well. Sure. No, I mean they do draft well. I mean it's, they have to with the way they do. But I, I don't know. Like I don't. They don't really I feel draft like, very well. No, I. Eh, they have. I mean they have been a good drafting team historically. Uh-huh. Maybe the last few years they've taken some hits, but it's just even then, like just looking at Rogers himself, I can see that his approach to the game has kind of changed for the worse in the mm-hmm. last few years. And I don't want to say it's been injury or been his physical skills diminishing, but it just seemed like the way he's played his take, which maybe has been a part of playing on worse teams the last few years. Mm-hmm. But even then, you would think that if he's, you know, the guy that people claim he is, that he could, you know, elevate a team. But I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe the right. court, maybe they're just a, like what? A, I don't know. But mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, I don't know. But like, like, but like I said, I don't mind putting him in kind of Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson tier. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where he is. Mm-hmm. Or like even like, I don't know, like maybe Russell Wilson should be higher. Like, yeah. I still don't know why Philip Rivers is where he is. I that, don't, that, I like, don't either. I don't understand Like that's really the one that's that. really sticking out to me. But if you're just going on physical tools, mm-hmm. I can see it. If you want to convince me that Philip Rivers is up there. If you want to, because clearly you can't go off of what he's accomplished. No. Or even really the numbers. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, they're putting Brady up. There. It's just confusing. Yeah. It just, it, it, I, I don't know. Because mm. I don't think that they just assign everybody a number and then they work backwards from it. <laughs> I don't think that's what no, it is. And then they're like, is. oh, we're going to make this guy, we're going to make Brady a 96. Now figure out, like, what combination of stats need to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what they do. I don't know. Right. I kind of like to know what the process is on this. But I then, would love to know, too, myself. Yeah, so that, like, that's kind of what stuck out. But then the other, 
rating. You know, for running backs, uh, number one, you have Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. Todd Gurley had a good year last year. Todd Gurley was an MVP. Todd Gurley, yeah. Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, number two. Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of really high-ranked running backs this year. Yeah. I mean, you have McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara at 90, Devontae Freeman, Joe Mixon's an 88. Yeah. Chris Carson's an 87. Ah? Uh, which I find weird. Very. Which I find odd. Very like odd. A little bit of an overrate. Yeah. But that's that's crazy. Yeah. Which, yeah, that one that one I find a little suspect. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, eh, whatever. Then after that, well, you see you have DeAndre Hopkins. There were only four ninety-nine overall players. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins is one of them. Of course. Then Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Adam Thalen, and Stephon Diggs both up there. Wow. They're both in the 90s. Devontae Adams is 92. Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is, oh, that seems there's, a, there's a name that I'm, I'm waiting to hear, and I don't hear it. You don't hear A.J. Green? Well, I don't know if he keeps going. I, mean, I can look at – I can see what they have A.J. Green at. He probably well they did. I mean, it's just like based the top. on this um is is injury, so you know probably on the on the year that he had. But yeah, it's it's always kind of inconsistent. I always feel like it's inconsistent. Yeah, like it's how they, very inconsistent. I always feel like it's kind of inconsistent, like how they fact what they factor in the right, what. Exactly. Let's see what AJ Green is. What what what's AJ Green? Let's I need see what to, I need Let's to see know. If I'm on the website. Let's see if it's up yeah. yet. Oh nope, not up yet. Wow. All right, they only do like the top ten of each oh, position, okay. I think, or whatever right. it is. And tight ends: Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Lanny Walker, George Kittle. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And DNs, I mean, I can keep doing. I'm not gonna keep doing this. Aaron mm. Donald, I'm not gonna keep doing this. But <laughs> I'm, not gonna go, I'm not gonna go through every position. <laughs> no, we're not gonna go through right, that. Bobby Wagner, position. Khalil Mack, those are the other 99s. Uh-huh. Who's, who's this fifth 90? Who's the last 99? I don't wanna remember who it is because I know it's. Hang on, who are they? No, the oh here it is. Aaron Donald, DeAndre Hopkins, Khalil Mack, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. yeah okay, fine. Yeah. Of then course. Antonio Brown is a 98. Julio's a 98. Luke Keekley is a 98. Did he look? Hey, he looks yeah. Yeah. David Bakatari is a 97, the left tackle for the Packers. Mm. So he's getting up there. Mm-hmm. He's getting, apparently, I mean, I didn't pay that much attention to the old line of the Packers, but that's yeah. fine. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, no, so that's kind of the, that's what's going on with the Madden rankings. And yeah. Mm. It looks like they're kind of trying to go back on having a lot of 99s, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. I, it's, I didn't really play this, Matt. I mean, I bought the last Madden, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't play it that much. <laughs> In fairness, I, I, I don't, I regret buying it. Uh huh. But I did. Do you think that it's, it's kind of like really going down? Yeah, I mean, it's, of... it's everybody said it. It's been said a billion times. Uh, Every, yeah, I mean, it's not going. It's just, it's the same. Uh, you know, uh, it's like. I, I know what I'm getting into. I mean, I, I also don't like playing Madden that much. Mm-hmm. In fair, like actually like playing like game. Same thing with 2K. Yeah. I really very rarely will sit down. I probably play more Madden than I play 2K. I barely play games on 2K. Like I do play mm-hmm. more Madden than I play 2K. Mm-hmm. At least like in terms of like actually playing games. But, like I just really like doing franchises. Right. That's that's just what I do. Like I don't really do Ultimate Team that much on Madden. There was uh-huh. a point when I was really in Ultimate Team. Uh-huh. And I was in like high school. Yeah. But then, like, my problem with it became how it starts up, how it starts, how you have to start again every year. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, well, I started doing this, like, four months into the <laughs> release. Now I have, like, eight months to make my team. Like, I start all over again. Like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. I can't. No. Wow. But, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's everything that's, yeah, it's just, I look at it and it's, uh, that was something I found fascinating today. I was trying to figure out, like, what the algorithm is. And like I said, I would love to, like, get 
I don't know, like a developer, whoever like handles like who's ever like the ratings team, so they have a whole mm-hmm. freaking team mm-hmm. just for developing who gets what rating. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like to have that person just be like, hey, so like how how do you do this? Yeah, like what? Develop, like do yeah. you literally just have somebody sit down and it's like, okay, throw accuracy short for Brady, eh, ninety five. Yeah. Throw accuracy medium, uh, ninety two, and then you all just vote like. All right. I, I don't know. I just yeah. decide like this guy feels like this, and then you go backwards. I don't. And then you're like, oh, what's his 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 receiving? Mm. Uh, Twelve. I think it's a fifteen, boss. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, like what's the problem? Like, do they just have like a team of just analytics people? Mm-hmm. Just have one guy in a cave who just does this and never comes outside. Otherwise, yeah, just lives in a cabin by himself with right. no internet. Yep. Only contacts the outside world once a year. For the sake of spreading, for the sake of giving you the Madden rankings. So, are you saying now that because of this now, um, Patrick Mahone is the number one player in fantasy to get? Not in fantasy. No, God, no. I mean, he's a quarterback. Exactly. I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy. Right. No, I mean, I'm not going to get a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, God, I haven't even started thinking about fantasy. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I should. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I have a good, good thing to talk about, Elon. <laughs> yeah. I always kind of forget about fantasy. I oh, used to be, yeah. I mean, I used to be way more into fantasy than I am now, in yeah. fairness. I mean, no. I mean, number one player in fantasy, I mean, off the top of my head, I'd say might be Ezekiel Elliott right now. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I like I haven't even done, like, a mock draft yet, which right. I will probably start doing in the next couple of weeks. Yep. I mean, just, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, just because, like, I mean, I always go running back. I always mm-hmm. say running. I mean, I'm still, like, a running backist in, for fantasy. Not yeah. in the real NFL. Right. It's very complicated. Right. But, I mean, like, you know, the other guys, I mean, Todd Gurley, but I, I'm just mm-hmm. afraid of the injuries. Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley is another guy yep. who I think is, like, a fine pick. I just it might even be more upside than Elliott, but it's just, like, I could also see, like, the giant, just the offense being such a mess and him not being able to produce in that environment. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like Elliott's just like the safest. Yeah. Like the safest number one overall pick. Like I know he's going to have really good production. Mm-hmm. Even if like the passing offense is humming, he'll still, you know, he'll get his carries. Yep. They do everything through him, but like also there's enough, pa- there's enough of everything. I think it's like right now, I'll tell you that Ezekiel Elliott is probably my number one player in fantasy. Okay. But anyway. That's about all I can scratch out of Madden. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, d- d- <laughs> I didn't right. even look at it. So when you told me about it, I was like, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's something to talk about. Like, okay, good sorry. thing to talk about in the dog days of summer. Yeah, dog days of summer. Anyway, with all that out of the way, we're going to take a quick break here. Before mm-hmm. we come back, we're going to just dive into kind of summer league, general NBA stuff. Lots to talk about there. And mm-hmm. we will get to all that when we come back. You are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And we will see you all in just a flash. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. 
Build a better tomorrow by planting trees. When you plant trees, you're helping the environment and your community. Plant a tree today for all the world Support Tree City USA where you live. Go online to arborday.org and learn how you can make the world a better place. At arborday.org, you'll find out which trees to plant, where, and how to contact your state forester for community forestry assistance. Adding shade, creating beauty, is just part of what they're worth. Trees create wonderful places to relax in and enjoy. For whatever you need to know about trees, visit arborday.org now. Contact the Rhode Island Division of Forest Environment. Go to arborday.org. So, Kristen, how was Esther's baby shower? Oh, great. Yeah. Everyone was there. Oh. Allison, Katie, Nancy, Karen, oh. who has gained a little weight, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, it's too bad you couldn't make it. How's little Sammy? Oh, he's fine. It was oh. just a little fever, but he's feeling better now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, you know it's a girl, right? Oh, wow. What's her name? Um, oh, I can't remember. It's one of those names. Excuse me? Oh, you know, one of those names. Shakita, Juanita, Jaquita. Why do black people like those kinds of names anyway? You'd think they'd know better. They just make it harder on themselves, you know what I mean? No, Kristen. I don't know what you mean. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. This is going to be good. Awesome. I, I can't even remember the last time I was at a concert. I know. It's been like ages. Man, I can't believe you got tickets. Yeah, Josh, you the man. You were the man. Oh, come on, man. Don't thank me yet. I mean, it might not be as good as I say. You never know what Whatever, bro. Mean, guys, 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 we got to keep moving if we're going to get there early. Hustling up. Hustling up. <laughs> Wait, hold on, guys. Uh, ATM machine. I'm a little light on cash. Yeah, well, wait up, Greg, man. I think I might have some for you. You yep. can be my sugar daddy? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. Wow. Whoa! 50 bucks? Pretty generous. Hey. <laughs> you sure you're Jewish? Ah, oh, come on, Josh. Don't get all sensitive on me, man. It was just a joke. It was a joke! Will you tell him, Rob? What? What do you want me to tell him? That I didn't think it was funny either? The first step in fighting prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, Elif here alongside me. We've been talking Madden up until this point. Now we're gonna dive into some. <laughs> you forget about my <laughs> general NBA stuff, NBA summer league stuff. Mm. And I do want to start with the Celtics before we kind of move outwards. Mm. But if you want to chime in on any of these topics, before I forget. 
Don't forget to call in 401-456-8787. Once again, the number to chime in is 401-456-8787. And with all that, let's con- let us continue. Yes. But, so the Summer League's over. It was really fun for a little bit. I have to admit, I got real engaged on the Celtics Summer League team. Uh-huh. And it's kind of another thing I talked about a couple weeks ago when they got Kemba. Mm-hmm. And I did mention how, like, I really hated how much I was buying in and how much I, like, actually did like all the, oh, I want to be here, all that kind of rah-rah crap that mm-hmm. Kemba was kind of throwing out there. And how much I really wanted to not like that. Mm. Or how much, not that I didn't want not like it, not that it's not good stuff, but, like, how much I didn't really want to care about it just you know, how cynical I am and how much I think Celtics fans buy into that stuff too much and how much usually I don't really put much stock in that in the NBA. But that being said, following the entire year the Celtics had, we're like, we're just nobody could just come out and just say a simple, nice thing and make make me as a fan feel better. I really was into it. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I had kind of a similar experience with the Summer League team. Okay. Like I said, I want to put a ton of stuff. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, guys are, are hustling and jumping on the floor. Like, that's what you got to do to win. Like, in the NBA, it's really not. No. But that being said, watching this summer league team, mm-hmm. where, every, where mostly everybody was playing that way and everybody seemed super engaged, mm-hmm. it just felt like a different world. Like, like I said, I don't want, I don't like, I don't want to buy into it. I don't want to make too much of a thing out of it, mm-hmm. or I kind of do, because like I say, it just felt so good watching the summer league team. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of just watching everybody, and they were mm-hmm. all they were playing as a team, and everything was one unit. And not saying that it was some beautiful, you know epitome of good team basketball but it just i just felt nice i didn't hate half the players on the court <laughs> i just i was enjoying watching it and it, it was a shit and they looked really good they went 4-0 and then they lost in the first round of the tournament which was annoying but nevertheless even like kind of cutting through that and cutting through all that kind of feel good try hard crap mm-hmm. it was i think it was basically as good as it could have gone for the celtics mm-hmm. like getting you know real stuff that matters all the guys who you wanted to look good, or at least all the guys who I wanted to look good, mm-hmm. looked really good. Okay. And even a lot more than I could have hoped. I mean, the biggest one going in, at least for me, was Robert Williams. Okay. Because he's the guy who I think could very reasonably maybe fall into a starting position on this team, or at least they'll need him to develop, in, even if he's their first big off the bench, mm-hmm. or he's just their defensive big and this can't, like whatever it is, like they need, they need somebody to step in and fill that void left by, you know, basically every big on this team, mm-hmm. save for Daniel Tice. Okay. But they will need Robert Williams, you know, even with an S Cantor, even if he's a starter, he's a completely different player from Robert Williams. Robert Williams did look very, very engaged okay. in the summer league action that I watched. I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch a lot of it. I feel like I watched enough of it to have an opinion on it. I think I deserve credit for the amount of summer league basketball I watched. Mm-hmm. In fairness, I'm not going to say I'm a hero, but... I think my dedication deserves some lauding, but (laughs) Robert Williams did look very, very engaged Uh and he played well. He did put up, you know, the whole, the sort of numbers you'd hope he would put up Uh each game. He did. He looked very engaged. He was hustling a lot, which he, like I said, he looked like he was in it mentally. And that was, that was a knock on him. Yeah. That was one of the big knocks on him kind of coming out of college. That was a lot of the reason that was part of the reason I want to say it's a whole reason mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was when you read the scouting reports, him coming out of the draft, that was one of the biggest cons list for him is just a lack of engagement, a lack of, you know, sometimes his mind would wander. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's a lack of effort or any of that. Cause that, that's kind of a knock on him as a, as a guy, or at least as a competitor. So I don't want to necessarily 
attach those exact words to it, but, you know, those sorts of things with an ox and him coming out of college. Mm -hmm. And seeing that, seeing him hustle, seeing him, you know, make, he was even moving down on the break. Like, he looked very engaged, which is good. Which is, I don't want to take away too much from Summer League. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I know, he's going to be their starter. It's going to be great. But he did. He looked good. Like, he passed every test that I hope to see from him. So hope. So then we see how that tra – like, that at least translates. At least if he is locked in and he and he knows and he looked like a guy who knows what he was playing for. Mm -hmm. it, looked like, it looked like a guy who knew that, hey, like, a really bomb summer league performance from me is the first step towards having a significant role on this team. Mm. Not necessarily a starting role, but, you know, just having a significant role in the rotation this coming season. I'm not saying it's locked in now, but that, that's first step. And then the preseason happened. I, I don't think I've ever watched a second of NBA preseason in my life, in fairness. But, like, but like it, he he passed the first test. Mm -hmm. And then outside of him, like, I mean, Grant Williams was awesome, I think. Grant Williams showed a lot. He looked like a guy who could come in immediately and score. I'm not saying he will be that because, A, I mean, he's a rookie. B, the Celtics, Brad Stevens seemingly never really likes to play rookies mm -hmm. all that much. Him, Carson Edwards looked phenomenal. I mean, Carson Edwards kind of stole everybody's heart. What about Romeo Langford? He didn't play. He didn't play? He's out. No, he's still, thumb's still coming back. So, he, I mean, he, that, okay. so, I mean, that's not great. So, I, I mean, that's already kind of hurt. You know, like I said, the Celtics who already don't really like to play rookies all that much. Mm -hmm. That can't be helping his case too much. But at least I, and then, I mean, Taco Fall, everybody loves, everybody, everybody's yeah. all in on Taco, Taco Fall. Fall. I don't, yeah. I don't care at all about Taco <laughs> Fall. I could care less. <laughs> About the seven foot six oh sideshow, but in defense of the last game, he did move a little better than I thought. But I don't care. Uh -huh. But like I did see, in fairness, like I don't want to overhype and say any of the guys would be rookie of the year or be be stars or anything. But like I did see guys who look like they are at least making strides toward potentially filling roles mm -hmm. on this team that need to be filled. I mean, mm -hmm. Robert Williams obviously is a big one, of course. But then even you know. Carson Edwards. I don't want to make too much out of a second-round pick, but right. and think that he's just gonna come in and immediately be some big contributor. But there is a void on this team right now for kind of a, a backup point guard, a third-string point guard with Rozier being gone. Mm -hmm. You know that. I mean, Rozier guy. Have it up here. Rozier who played you know 22 minutes a game. Yeah. I still don't love Smart as a point guard per se, and if he's in the starting lineup as a two guard, it's just. I'm not saying that Carson Edwards can step in or that he should even step in and be, you know, taking Rozier's minutes, but maybe if it's something, you know, I don't know, something between Rozier and what Shane Larkin had when he was here, something between Rozier and kind of what Brad Wanamaker, who's actually still here, but I would I would rather see Edwards out there than Wanamaker mm -hmm. in the best case, but yeah, something between what one of those guys was giving you. Maybe he comes in at least, he starts inching towards that. It look, it, it look like, you know, they started bringing him off the bench in the second half of the summer league, which I actually liked because he was he was balling. Mm -hmm. And then like suddenly, like I think it was a game two or three. They, now then he was coming off the bench, which I did really like actually, just to get him kind of used to that role. Because that if he does have a role with the team, you know that's gonna be it. Mm. You know he's gonna be you know the come off the bench and try to score a few buckets guy. I mean he was getting buckets like all over the place. Like I said, like I don't like I don't want to overhype it, but you know, I mean, Brad Stevens does have a good track record of kind of getting guys, undersized guards, at least in a position to score. Mm -hmm. So if he can do it, then I mean, good. Like I said, I mean, he went he went thirty third overall for a reason. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, him, Grant Williams, who was a first round pick, he also looked good. I mean, he also kind of came off the bat. He was, 
He's very strong. Mm. He's exceedingly strong. Mm. He's a very, I don't remember what his bench is, but he benches like an absurd, like he's a very strong player. I wish he was taller. Mm-hmm. If he was like 6'9 instead of 6'7, I'd really see a role because they could definitely use like a four. So, I mean, maybe they try him at the four off the bench. I don't know. But I mean, like if he can play that kind of role, I mean, there are, a lot, like I said, there are a lot of minutes going out on this team. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, he can kind of try to play that Marcus Morris. Not, not that exact role. I, like I said, he probably doesn't play 28 minutes a game. Because once I have the per game splits up right off of the team. But like I said, I mean, just if those guys at least, you know, they may, if they can at least be a part of the rotation early, play a few minutes and try to adjust them. I mean, like I said, like they they looked good after the first step. Mm-hmm. Is my only point that those guys. And I, listen, I don't want to read into it too much and be like, yeah, like they're gonna be, you know, that's your bench next year. The Celtics show twelve deep. Oh yeah, but they look at her. Maybe they hit the real NBA and then they, you know, then they, they made it out. Yeah, but they did. They, they did show the type of skills I wanted to see, and even more. Like I didn't know Grant. Will, I didn't. Grant Williams never. Show, I mean, he was shooting. Like Grant Williams was shooting threes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing that in college. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the Carson Edwards was le- legitimately like. Scoring from everywhere, mm-hmm. which was good to see. Like Robert Williams, who did play in the NBA mm-hmm. a little bit, very little bit, but a little bit. Like he looked good. Like he did look like he's a guy. Like he looked like he wanted it, and yeah. that I think was the biggest thing to see from him. So, summer league overall, Celtics. Hey, I'm not gonna get into like none, none of those guys being on the all summer league team because I I don't care. There were people on Celtics Twitter who really care. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch any other summer league besides the Celtics, so I cannot attest to at all what other guys did. Like I know that Carson Edwards like was like the third leading scorer in the summer league, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I mean, it's good. Like I said, I said, be like, oh yeah, so that's why they were the best. Because I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch any other summer league. So I don't know. But nevertheless, I don't care. Like they did at least look early on like guys who could play roles. Now that being said. Also, the roster is far from done being completed. Of course. Far from done. Like, you know, like this time two years ago, I was saying like, oh, yeah, like Ante Zizek, like if he has a good summer league, you know, he shows he can be a double-double guy. You know, he could conceivably maybe even be the starting five-man for the Celtics this coming season. And then come August, they flipped him for Kyrie Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, he was part of it. He was a throw-in in that deal, which right. maybe the Summer League helped him. Maybe the Cavs didn't care. I don't know, but he was he was gone. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know, the roster isn't done being complete. Right. I mean, at least, but again, on that same token, at the very least, none of these guys lowered their stock in the Summer League. If anything, you have to feel at least mar- maybe they raise their value marginally if a trade comes along because they all looked better than I thought. But once again, is good. And the Celtics still conceivably have a roster spot or two left. At least... For the tie, and like I mean, maybe they fill it. This could still be a big trade. I never know. Somebody swings loose. There's still a lot of time before the season, but at least for the time being, I feel marginally. This does not really affect how I see the Celtics overall in the grand scheme of the league. But at least I'm kind of see. I can at least start to see it coming together with some of these guys. And I'd like at some point if Danny Ainge isn't going to trade any of these players or trade any of these draft picks, I'd like to see some of these draft picks start to contribute. Mm-hmm. Outside, like you know, the guys he's picked in the top three. Mm-hmm. I like to see them start getting something out. Like Yabuselli, they cut over the break. Like <laughs> there was a this guy who was picked what, like 16th overall. Mm-hmm. Never got anything out of him. Nope. You know, let's hope Grant Williams is the next Yabuselli. Like let's start to get something out of these mid-range picks. Now, what I'm saying now is that um, all those picks they got from Brooklyn, Brooklyn and, and other trades they made over the course yeah, of things. I mean, what are they doing with them? I mean, 
Well, as I'm saying, like they start and they get to the end of it. Like they're they kind of getting to the end of that war chest there. Like, I mean, they've well, like made all the Brooklyn picks this time. They still have Tatum and Michelle Brown who are asses. Right. Some things they've traded around for them, right. but you know they have that Memphis pick next year. Yeah, like like that's what I'm saying. Like the war, it's the 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 pile of assets is kind of starting to run out. Mm-hmm. Like they got the Bucks pick next year, of course, from the 76 or no, yep. for the Suns. They have a, a Sixer pick too, right? With the um, no. trade last year. No, they had that this year. That was the Sacramento oh, this pick. Was just, oh, okay. That was what ended up being 14th overall. Oh, okay. Like I said, like if they're gonna pick all these guys instead of trade these picks, because they can't let go of the picks, like they better start getting something out of these players. <laughs> like they they better start to get something. <laughs> like if you're not gonna, you know. Stop! If you're not gonna bundle all these picks together and trade them for an for an established player, like you know what, like Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, Robert Williams, like some of these guys, they gotta turn into something because they fleece the Brooklyn. Or else you just end up cutting Yabusele. He's like, great, glad you made that pick. What's my my question now is is that you fleece the the Brooklyn Nets? Mm -hmm. The Brooklyn Nets now are starting to be on on the come up. Look what they did. Do you fire? the general manager for not no. turning this thing no, around. No, God no. No, God no. No, of course. I mean, Danny Ainge has been one of the better GMs in the NBA. He's been one of the best GMs in the NBA. In okay. defense, it hasn't worked out for him, right. but I attribute more of that to, you know, how the NBA works. Okay. How being the best GM isn't necessarily, you know, being one of the top GMs isn't always going to work out. Because in the end, you know, the power of NBA players being buddies is going to yeah. overrule, you know, your years of mm-hmm. of maneuvering. Okay. Uh, now, I, there are parts I give him credit. Like, I do give him crap for not pulling the trigger on some of these trades uh-huh. for some of these players that become available. Right. And I think that's, you're right. But no, like, who do they bring in? You know, like, at this point, like, they're in. Like, they're in too deep on this. Like, they might as well see it through. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and see it. Hopefully, one of these guys turns into something. Because right. then it just starts getting worse and worse. But there you know, after that, we can move away from the Celtics a little yeah. bit. Because the two biggest things have happened since last time I spoke to all you people out there. Yes. Of course, Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. somehow, <laughs> you know, tampering beyond all <laughs> expectation. Okay. To get Paul George <laughs> yeah. to come with him. All right. Where were you to when the you LA got Clippers. Where were you when you got that um got the text? I was just like in my house. You in your house? I was driving to Dayton. Really? And it came over on my um on my on my phone. Yeah, I just got it. I'm like, what? <laughs> the, what? <laughs> he has like three was, years on his deal. What? And then I saw the uh, the 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 uh, the trade for Paul George. I'm like, no way. Didn't he just sign with OKC? Yeah, last year. It was a whole thing. Oh my god. It was a whole thing. Remember they had like the whole like little yeah, I was like, wow, like he picked them, like yeah. great move by the Thunder. But anyway, right. I walk into the, the like what that <laughs> that whole thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, like no reporting. That's why I always say like you never you, you never know. Like there's always something that you have not heard at all is happening that ends up uh huh happening. Yeah. But that being said, oh yeah, I know. Like I, like Kawhi tampered beyond belief. <laughs> like you actually read it? No, like like oh Kawhi, like God. Kawhi told like you read the reports. Like Kawhi told them he's like. Hey, I'll come, but you got to get Paul George. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And then he called Paul George and said, hey, demand a trade to the Clippers. Right. Which I cannot, once again, I cannot fathom how that isn't tampering. <laughs> like, like Kawhi <laughs> called the player oh who was under contract and said, hey, demand a trade to this other team. Which I guess it can only, I, which I guess it can only fly because Kawhi wasn't under contract with the Clippers mm-hmm. when he did it. Mm-hmm. But even then, my God, like. You want to talk about the players running that, like, 
Listen, let me tell you something. Does does uh, contracts mean anything? Anymore? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. The cap means nothing. Contracts mean nothing. Oh the goodness. only thing that matters in the NBA mm-hmm. is the power of friendship. Okay. All it's right. all about the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man. <laughs> no, we're like Sam Presti. Like, I, no, yeah, like, exactly. Sam Presti, like, making the ballsy trade to get Paul George only a year mm-hmm. left on his deal, mm-hmm. spending the whole year recruiting him, mm-hmm. convincing him to re-sign. Mm-hmm. It's this big win for OKC. It's this big win for small markets. It means nothing because Paul George made a new friend over the summer. Exactly. Because him and Kawhi became buddies. Now, ah, I want to go to the Clippers. Now, the, the, you, you, now people got to start watching the Olympics when the Olympics come because it seems that's all like that those matters. guys go to the Olympics. Oh, of course. And they make these deals. Oh, that's no illusion. <laughs> Everybody knows that's happening. It's like, oh, wait a minute. We saw we saw D. Wade and, um, and LeBron at the Olympics at, uh, what was it, 20, uh, what what year was it? I forgot that, tw- uh, tw- uh, 2008 or something or 2000. I don't remember. Four or something. And next thing you know, he's he's yeah. budding up with him to yeah, play of course. In, that's in how Miami. it works. I mean, it's not it's not like shock or like new revelation. That's the how the NBA works. It just it just is always just more ridiculous the more you see it. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. Like it's tampering. There's no tampering. It's mm-hmm. all a joke. Like it. Now that being said, now the haul that they were able to get for Paul George. Yes. I mean, especially yes. when you compare that to, it seemed like a couple years ago. You know, two years ago, it seems like stars are being traded for not a lot. Right. It seemed like the, like the value of stars was really being depressed. I mean, you saw Paul George go for at least what at the time didn't seem like a lot. He mm-hmm. got traded for, you know, Oladipo and Sabonis, who that neither of them seemed like much at that point. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we all know Oladipo ended up turning into something a lot more. So we'll see what that that, that wasn't a big haul. Like even, you know, Jimmy Butler didn't go for what seemed like a giant haul at the time. Even Kyrie got traded. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like things were kind of trending towards star player. Oh, even like. Kawhi Leonard didn't really get. I don't really think that, that the Raptors gave up much of anything for him. No, they didn't. Exactly. So it seemed like that was the direction. Now it seemed like it swung back in the opposite direction. Right. Now with you know yep. Anthony Davis getting yep. everything in the world, mm-hmm. Paul George getting traded the second time for mm-hmm. five times what he got traded for <laughs> initially. So I don't know what happened. But I mean, like you know, if these if these teams are kind of getting screwed out of their players because mm-hmm. of tampering. Yep. I mean, at least they're getting big hauls for them. Oh, man. And in fact, it might probably was in OKC's best effort to, bl- best interest to blow it up because mm-hmm. I didn't think that team was really ever going to be going anywhere. But right. my God, it, it was it was crazy, man. No, that I mean, they got Gallinari. They'll probably be able to flip him into something else. Yeah. Like I mean, I love Shigeru Girls Walker Alexander. How do you pronounce his name? I like that. I like that guy a lot. I like that player. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a loss for Clippers to lose him, but no. But even then, though. And pl- I mean, in fairness, the Clippers were kind of trading for him and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I think that I think you have to look at it through that lens. That yeah, they gave up a lot if they were just adding Paul George to that team. Mm-hmm. But in fairness, they're adding Paul George and Kawhi to that team. Mm-hmm. So, but even then, you look at it. Both of them have a player option in two years. Okay. Even after all that, both of them still have their team by the balls. <laughs> <laughs> so them, they don't like it. They can just opt down in two years. Oh, I'm like, goodness. oh man, Paul, it's been fun, but now I want to go play with Ben Simmons. Yep. I'm gonna go somewhere. We're gonna go to Memphis together. Mm-hmm. Bye, Clippers. Yep. Have fun having no future. Oh man. Like the NBA is ridiculous. Which is why I say, like, how could I fault Danny Ainge for anything? True. How could I really fault any GM for anything when this is what they're dealing with? Mm, yep. You know. Yep. Like you can do a great job, and then ah, guys, will just leave because they want to leave. True. 
So it's like, but like no, like you have to. I don't fault. I mean, I fault Danny Ainge for certain moves he didn't make, but in the end, like also like Kyrie leaving was not in the cards a year ago. Horford Lee, like these guys are just they, they change their mind. Like these NBA players, they're very they're they're flighty. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of go with whatever fancies them in the moment. So yeah, no, it is great. Like it's crazy. And then you know Westbrook, and by the way, like kudos to the Thunder for them being able to get out from under that Westbrook deal on the fly. Those are some bad contracts. That was the biggest contract that ever got moved. Oof. Like, kudo, I mean, they had to take back Chris Paul. If they can't flip him, I guess they're kind of in the same situation. Yeah. But at least they were able to exchange really bad point guard contracts and then get something with it. Mm-hmm. At least they were able to obs- at least get something to go with it. Yeah. So, I mean, at least the Thunder can rebuild now, which I think is probably in their best interest because I don't think they were going anywhere with George and Westbrook. No, they weren't. In that current form. So, at least they, they can, at least they don't feel. Com- at least I think just kind of like push Chris Paul to the side and uh-huh. build for the future. But I mean, with that, like now, like the NBA hierarchy kind of. Because I did it. I did my. I did my NBA power rankings. Okay. Before. Mm-hmm. After the Paul George trade, but before the Westbrook trade, which I don't think it changes my power rankings that much. Uh, and I basically just told my. Hang on. Like, what are you here? I basically told him I was. I basically I sat down. I'm like, I'm gonna do them until I get to the Celtics, okay. and I'm gonna stop. All right. So I want to see like where I have the Celtics ranked. Yeah. About it was before the summer league, but you know, Grant Williams having a good summer league does not change my my assessment of the Celtics overall. Mm-hmm. But number one, I have the Clippers. Okay. Very close. Very close. Number one. Okay. I have the Lakers right after them. Could you have those one A one and one A? Yeah, I could. I just think that I just really, really like the supporting cast on the Lake on the Clippers. Okay. Like really like it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, LeBron A D versus Paul. I mean, okay, well, LeBron A D versus Kawhi PG. What do you think is better is a better duo? I, I, I I'm sorry, man, but I gotta go with the Clippers. You just think that's a better duo? Like it's just like don't it's a better duo because okay. they mesh together. Oh we don't know how, how um Oh, if you think that then the Clippers are by and far yeah. number one, which is fair, yeah. which I kinda Leanish that way too, right? Exactly. I think I leanish that way too. I mean, both those guys were top five in the NBA MVP mm-hmm. votings this year. Yep. But you now that being said, like a lot of people want to dick on the Lakers. I really like the offseason the Lakers have had. Mm-hmm. Like not being able to bring his. I do actually like the contracts they've signed. Like I've gone back. Like I think like bringing Danny Green was a get for right. them. Yes. Some people want to say they overpaid him. I think those people don't know. I think that like they you paid think they him. Panicked and just basically no. I don't think I don't think it was a panic. Okay. They had a lot of cap space, and they brought in a player who really fits them. Okay. Like it's not—it's only an overpay if it precludes them from doing stuff, mm-hmm. and it didn't. They were still able to bring in every free agent that they would have wanted to bring in that was still out there. Okay. Like I like the team they've built on the fly. Right. Like overall, mm-hmm. like there are some holes, but I like what they have. And like I said, like LeBron and AD, which is why I had the Lakers number two. Mm-hmm. I do. Number three, I have the Rockets, which I had before. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Westbrook bringing Westbrook puts them above the. I, it doesn't. It does not. My Westbrook well, and the beard. Also, how is that gonna? Also, those I, two guys. Yeah, I mean, also I'm just massively anti Westbrook <laughs> and massively on record as anti Westbrook. Okay. So I mean, like, frankly, like, call me. You know, frankly, I should be applauded for not using my anti Westbrook sentiment to bring the Rockets down. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, I, but I think they will find a way to make. Like, I don't think it's gonna be the nightmare some people think it might be with those two. Like, I think like. They can figure out a way to make those two players work. Okay. But I just all think in the end, like, both of their shortcomings going to end up to come back to haunt them in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. But I did kind of have, like, those two players kind of in. I have kind of Rockets and Bucks kind of 
eh, and eh. Yeah, okay. But I do think that there's, I think there's more, the, the Rockets have a higher floor. I think there's a higher chance that the Bucks regress. Okay. Than the Rockets. And I think the Rockets have had a decent offseason, too. I mean, they were able to bring in Austin Rivers. They were able to keep Austin Rivers, mm-hmm. who I think was good for them. They didn't end up giving up Clint Capella. I, I think that they are still in a decent spot. Right. The Rockets. Like, they're basically bringing up back the same-ish team, but with Westbrook, which I don't necessarily think of is a massive upgrade fit-wise over Chris Paul, but, mm-hmm. ah, like, I still think they're the third team in the NBA. Like I'm not trying to fault them. Because right. the Bucks, I do think that there is, like, a cha- you know, maybe Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. after getting the one All-Star year, getting his money, maybe he kind of comes back to Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was only a one-time All-Star. Right. You know, I... Brooke Lopez. I... Brooke Lopez, in fairness, I'm not going to say I think he takes a step back because I think what he did last year was kind of overstated. So, thus, the, I think, he, like, I don't... Like, people want to act like he had this great, like, all-time year for himself. Mm-hmm. He... Did, but I just don't think what he did was like that impressive in okay. my I think it was a little overrated. But because of that, I think it'll be easy for him to replicate. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he he takes a big step back. Or even if he I don't even think he does take a step back. I mean, like they like like I said, like because of but because I think the Bucks could take a step back, I just think that, you know. But that being said, then on the other end, like maybe Giannis takes a big step forward and then, you know, that's the world to that team. Mm-hmm. That's why I had them at fourth. Why I put the Rockets higher. Right. After them, I have the Warriors at fifth. Okay. You know, and these are my rankings, like, come playoff time. Right. Which is kind of a, which is also kind of an annoying way to rank because obviously my rankings will change come playoff time after I see the full season. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to rate the teams based on, like, at the moment, how I feel like how they'll, feel look they'll look and when, how they when it matters. Right, exactly. Because it looks like they'll have Clay back by then. Mm-hmm. You have Steph, Clay. They'll still have Draymond. Like mm-hmm. they, they have D'Angelo Russell now. Russell, who that yeah. might be kind of a messy fit, but they still have the talent there. Mm-hmm. I think the I mean the Warriors overall have had an excellent offseason. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they were able to well, A, the fact they were able to bring Russell in there, which was crazy, and nobody mm-hmm. saw that coming. Nope. And then they were able to bring back Kevon Looney at a really good rate. He's mm-hmm. important to them. Bring it bring Willie Colley Stein there mm-hmm. on like a nothing deal. Like I think the Warriors are in a good shape. Like, I had a friend of mine text me. He's like, oh, yeah, the Warriors aren't going to make the playoffs. What? I'm like, that's absurd. Yeah, it is nuts. Right, but like, I think the Warriors, like, I think the Warriors, like, they, they will still be a contender. Yeah, of course they, they will. They will be. Yeah. Depending on if Clay can come back and be who he is. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if that doesn't happen, then may- maybe, but I-, I think Clay will be fine. Like, if mm-hmm. he's able to come back and they're able to make it work, like, they'll be right there. Mm-hmm. They'll be right there in the thick of it. So, of especially, like, if Steph finds, like, 2015 Steph again. Yes. Which yes. I think he will. He probably will, yeah. Exactly. Like, If he's the man again, like mm-hmm. they'll be fine. Maybe I'm underrating them, honestly. Maybe mm-hmm. I should put them above the Bucks the more I talk about it. Yep. Just because I see less downside with that team. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, why I have them right now. Mm-hmm. After the Warriors, I have kind of in a cluster the Nuggets, 76ers, and Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. I put the Nuggets above because I think there's more upside with the Nuggets. Okay. Like, I think that they're returning the same team. Yep. With the addition of, you know... Jamal Murray maybe taking a step forward. Mm-hmm. Does Gary Harris play more like Gary Harris two years ago than Gary Harris last year? Like they just like both of their really young guards. Mm-hmm. If they both get better, then they're a better team, you know. And that's not irrational at all to think will happen. Okay, you know, because you know, like Gary Harris will be twenty five and Jamal Murray is what twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. Like it's very reasonable to say both those guys take a step forward and then that team only gets better. All right. And then you know, I mean, maybe Porter takes a step. I don't know, but. Like, that's a team that I feel like has a lot of upside. Then after that, I think the se- I still think the 76ers took a step back from what they were in the playoffs last year. We talked about that 
a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't want to rehash that, yeah, but we did. Yep. I still think like, they're, they're solidly in the running in the East. Mm-hmm. But I just, and then after that, you know, I have the Trailblazers, who I think have had a good offseason, mm-hmm. bringing in Whiteside, who I think will at least be decent fit, or maybe they try to flip him. They were able to re-sign Rodney Hood. Mm-hmm. I think what the Trailblazers have done has been very good. Okay. I have the Nets ninth only because I don't think Durant's going to be able to play this year, or at least right. play Durant well. Durant is not going to play Right, this with year. the Achilles. Right, like, exactly. But you add Kyrie, who was an upgrade over D'Angelo right. Russell. Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really have the Kyrie-led Nets. I, th- I think they'll be better. They mm-hmm. will be better. They will be better. Oh, of course. Because Kyrie's a better player. And yeah. I think like at least like at least year one, Kyrie won't give them any problems. Because mm-hmm. in fairness, he was fine year one with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. That's why I have Kyrie. Then after I really agonized trying to not put the Pacers over the Celtics. Well. But in honesty, I had to put the Pacers over the Celtics. And I really tried to think about this one, but it's just both teams mm-hmm. are led by a guard. And I just right. who's, who's better? Kemba Walker, Oladipo. I think it's kind of a wash. It is, yeah, it is a wash. Like both those, wash. both guys they have made, cancel each other out. So both guys have had made one All NBA yeah. team. Like mm-hmm. you know, like they're, they're comparable players. Yeah, exactly. They're both very good, but they're comparable players. Mm-hmm. And maybe Kemba Walker plays better with the Celtics. His players like him have succeeded with the Celtics, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, like the, you know, they're. I think it's kind of. A, and then after that, like I just look at a supporting cast. I, I'm surprised that you didn't have the um the the, the paces a little higher. I just I don't know. It's they're the Pacers. Okay. You know, it's just always it's just hard. You know, maybe yeah. it's just cause it but I do put them up with the Celtics just because after that, like and you, they've had a very good offseason too. It's just, you know, then they have Malcolm Brogdon in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, they have Sabonis, Turner, maybe one of those guys takes a big step forward. In fairness, the Celtics also have a ton of upside potential, mm-hmm. which maybe that would put them above the Pacers just because, you know, every you know, everything going right for the Celtics mm-hmm. makes a you know, it's Jalen Brown. Coming in the forum, Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward becoming who he was, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum becoming who people think he can be. Then, yeah, I mean, maybe they have more upside than the Pacers. So, but it's just that's a lot of things that have to break right mm-hmm. versus a team like the Warriors, where one player needs to play like he's played. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I, I just slightly like that Pacers supporting cast more. Okay. At the moment, right. I just feel, cl- and then I was gonna stop at the Celtics, and then. I was like, ah, I think twelfth the Jazz. Just I mm-hmm. put the Jazz down. There. Yeah, you know, and I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like like my rankings are pretty are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I feel like my rankings are pretty solid. Okay. So okay. I just, I mean, that's just kind of how I see it. Yep. Right now, mm-hmm. once again, those rankings are kind of like where they will be come playoff t- time, which is kind of a messy way to do it. But right. yeah, just like, and that's kind of sad to look at as a Celtics fan because it's like, oh great, like last year they were team like. Coming into the year, like, they were the second team in the league to a lot of people. Or the third, maybe. Yeah. Like, it was them, it was the Warriors, and either the Rockets or the Celtics. Mm -hmm. This is how I had it, and now Mm -hmm. I have them. Yeah, they're like, yeah, 11th. Yeah, they, ah, they maybe they'll a, be better than the Pacers. They took a step back like nobody's been. No, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to look at. No, yep. it's, it's, it's definitely kind of tough to look at. Mm. It's... It's tough to look at. And then, yeah. No, but, like, it's, it is annoying that they're closer to the Pacers than the Jazz and, like, you know, the Bucks and the Rockets of the world. Yep. And, like, even the Jazz I liked. Like, I was even like, oh, should I put the Jazz above them? I'm like, no. I'm not going to be that. I'm not, not going to go that far. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to go that far down this this negative Celtics wormhole. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, oh, once man. again, applaud me because I didn't. But yep. I, do, I mean, I do like what the Jazz have there. Like, they, I mean, God, like. 
other other side of that, say Donovan Mitchell, you know, mm-hmm. having a, a having another guy with him, he takes a huge step forward. Oh, of course. You know, say that's like his big year three jump, and now he's like a bona fide stud, mm-hmm. more so than he's been. He's able to be more efficient. Like I, I don't know. Then what are the Jazz? Like now they have their star, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Wow. Who knows, you know? And then I mean, I really like them being. I mean, getting able to like, get Conley was good. I mean, getting being able to get. Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yep. Just two guys who can really score and really kind of, you know, let Mitchell relax. Mm-hmm. They still have Rudy Gobert, who was a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have a squad there in the Jazz. Yep. So maybe I like the Jazz better than the Celtics. Obviously, the more I talk about it. <laughs> there are just too many question marks with the Celtics. Yeah. You know, it's like they're starting five. I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay, Kemba Walker, I know what he is. Mm-hmm. A good B player. Right. Nice B, B plus. I know that. And then it's kind of, you know, what is Jalen Brown? What is Jason Tatum? What on earth is Gordon Hayward going to be? <laughs> and then, you know, and that's Cantor. Right. So it's kind of like, like, there's a lot of upside there, but I I don't know. They didn't do it last year. You're still, you're still in, 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 in. You know, so it's just, I'm kind of. Yeah, you're still in uh, the, the. It's It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they could end up being one of the best teams in the East if all those things break right, but that's... Mm-hmm. what's made, what, what have they done to make me think that's going to happen, you know? Nothing. I have to see it. Yes. I feel like I have the right to be a little hesitant about... Be a little... Be down on the stock of all these Celtics kind of... Mm-hmm. Things yep. in the wake of what we saw last season. Yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, do you have any problem with my rankings? I mean, do those seem Not fair to really. you? Not really. Not really. No, I think I did a pretty good job of it. Like, yep. I don't think the Westbrook trade yep. changes it. Yes, it does. I really don't think it changes the rankings. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're still right there. If anything, it might mess them up. Mess them up a know? little bit, yep. Just because I don't think anything was going to make them better than what they were. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like... And like I said, like, I know a lot of people are anti-Lakers, don't like what the Lakers have done. Partially just because it's kind of fun to dick on them. But I like what they did. Like, I like their offseason. Like, they added all the players that they should have added. Right. You know, if they could have gotten an earlier start, probably wouldn't better off. But, I mean, get, I mean, like, Danny Green, once again, perfect player to have alongside LeBron. Like, bringing back Contavious Caldwell Pope mm-hmm. isn't bad. Mm-hmm. People want to say they over him. I mean, that's a guy who can defend, could get back to shooting threes like he did a couple of years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins, I think their best bet is probably to bring him off the bench. But mm-hmm. having him, having Kuzma, like, you know, they can build a team there. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I mean, they said they want to start LeBron at point guard, which I don't even mind, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I mean, I think that, you know, it's better than having Rondo on the court with him. I don't think that's, he's a great fit alongside him. I mean, they brought Rondo back. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're thin at point guard, but, yep. I mean, like, LeBron's your point guard anyway. Even if, like, yeah, you don't, of course. even if you don't play him at that, like, you don't, you, you're better off just getting a shooter near him, you know? Uh huh. So. Yeah, I mean, any any other general NBA thoughts from you, we love? Uh, no, no, not at all. That's that's basically. But the thing is now is, uh, where is uh, CP3 gonna be at? I, I mean, I mean, it's been out there that the Heat might be interested, but I I honestly think that that could be that would be a bad move for the Heat. I don't think they should trade for him because mm-hmm. they have the potential like next year to have a lot of cap room. Right. Like to have a lot of cap room. Right. And it's almost like why why settle for Chris Paul, mm-hmm. who's on a really bad contract, would take away that from you when you're the Heat and you kind of can always get people. Mm-hmm. 
and you can be a destination, especially like when you're doing when they're doing well. Right. And since they have Jimmy Butler, like he could recruit somebody. Like I just, I, if they were like if it's like the Grizzlies, if they were the Grizzlies or something in their team that can never get somebody, then yeah, I kind of get maybe trading for CP3. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still hate that contract. I still wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But like the Heat, I don't think the Heat should. They're the only team who might be kind of still looking for that next guy. Might be kind of willing to settle for like not really a star but a name. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, honestly. The the Rockets couldn't trade him. Okay. You know the Rockets couldn't move on from so at the moment nothing. So I mean once again maybe something drastic changes. Yeah. I mean obviously nobody saw the Thunder being in a position where they're gonna be trying to move. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook yeah, two weeks exactly. ago, right, and then everything changed. But I, I don't, I don't see Chris Paul going anywhere. Okay, which kind of is a bummer for the, for the Thunder because they got to sit on that deal. But like they got paid to take that deal, you know, mm-hmm. they got paid to sit on that. Yeah. So you know, yep, that's what you gotta do. They're rebuilding. You gotta absorb a bad contract. Indeed. I mean, the, the Thunder probably aren't done selling off pieces either. Like Andre Robertson is probably a guy they'll try to move. Uh huh. I mean, once he comes healthy, like, that's a guy that can move at the deadline. Like, you right. know, good yeah. guy in a contract year. Really, really, really good perimeter defender. Like, there'll be a playoff team that wants that, right. you know. Right. You know, Gallinari they got. They, they're going to want to move him. Gallinari had a really good year last year. Mm-hmm. I thought even if the Clippers couldn't get another star, I thought he would have been a good fit with Kawhi because I do think kind of highly of him. But, you mm-hmm. know, they got Paul Jones better. So, I mean, but still, I think that's a guy who maybe a team will be looking at. He makes a good amount of money, but once again, like it's an expiring contract. So, mm-hmm. or they could use it to like absorb a bad contract if another team wants to give them something. You know, right. Stephen at I, I don't know if Stephen Adams is really a guy your team's gonna want to take just because he makes a lot of money, but he's a good player. Like OKC is not done, is my point. Okay, like they still have like pieces to sell, right? And like pieces that people might want. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's just, like I said, they, they were able to get a really, really, really good haul to start their rebuild. So mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad just by nature of the fact that, you know, player X going, I want to go play with my new friend. <laughs> yeah. Makes him go from a playoff team to a rebuilding yeah. team like like that. Exactly. Because like, everything just changes, like, because yeah. the power of friendship rules the NBA. Of course. Because friendship is magic, but. Indeed. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, they got a haul at least. I mean, what exactly did they get? I, I already forget. Yeah, what did they get for what for Russell Westbrook? Yeah, let's see. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Yeah, like, what exactly did they send for Russell Westbrook? Uh, what did they? What did they get? <laughs> what did they get? What, what did they get? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. What did they get exactly? I think it was what. I think I don't remember. I know there was a first round pick in there. Yeah, it's the first round. I don't, it doesn't matter. Point is, like they they got something and they got out from under that contract. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time to move on. Right, right. Which also, it's kind of like I was talking about though a couple weeks ago about how kind of like it's just how I do think it might kind of still be bad for the NBA that we're living in like the no team having like that one player that you can associate it with anymore mm-hmm. or that's kind of going away and like every player is going to a second team okay remember i talked about that a couple weeks ago how like every all-star is moving a bunch of times so it's kind of like who do fans cling to now you know there's 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 no uh fan player no that's my point anymore. like you if you're a fan of one team like who is like you know it seems like we're not going to have like teams having like that one guy who's like a yeah, part of the fabric probably, of that that right. franchise yeah, guy, exactly. You know that franchise star, right? 
It, it's not like that anymore. No, it's, not, it's even like as a Celtics fan. Like, what, every two years we're trading out who, like, our all-star <laughs> point guard is? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I had to be all behind Isaiah. Oh, yeah. Then I had to be yep. all behind Kyrie. <laughs> and now it's now it's Kemba. Like, yep. I mean. I like, mean, that's the Hornets guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's like even Russell Westbrook, who, like, I really have a lot of gripes with as a player. I mean, imagine Cleveland putting their, their, their eggs yeah. in basket in, in LeBron and then. But not even LeBron, it's everybody. It's like everybody. It's like, everybody. But God. <laughs> Over, I think seven. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> seven, like I think almost, I think around ten All Stars moved this off season. Yeah, I tried like did. ten guys on the All Star team moved. Yep. Over a third of the All NBA team. Yep. Moved. Yep. All over the place. It's just like who do you who do you cling on to as a fan? Like nobody. Like West. Like Westbrook was one of those guys. I got as many gripes as I had, but even then, like he was like you know he was. Yeah, he was like an OKC guy, you know? Yeah, he, but now he's not. Now he's a it's rocket. Not, he's a rocket now, yeah. Now he's a rocket. Yeah. I mean, like, Curry and Clay are kind of like... They're, yeah, exactly. They're the ones now. You know, everybody else who's kind of, like, been with one team who's a star, like, they're on, like, their first... They're on their rookie... Or they're, like, in only, like, five, six years in the league. Who, mm-hmm. So who knows? Like, who knows, who knows if Donovan Mitchell leaves one day? Oh, yeah. Who knows if Jokic leaves one day? Like, yep, exactly. Embiid, like who knows? Like I think Embiid will be in Philadelphia. You say that now. I I think he will be in Philadelphia. I think he will. Yeah, you say that now because every guy seems like he's gonna be until they leave. He, I think they were talking about um, Simmons going to going to uh, the Lakers. Oh yeah, I was I was I thought it was a possibility too. Yeah, I was like, well, wait a minute, what? That Simmons going to the Lakers? No, so, exactly. Yeah. It's just like it seems like I said. Like I don't know. I don't know how bad that is for the league, but I feel like that can't be good for the league. It's not good for the league. No, because like I said, like if you're a young fan. Coming up, like, or maybe you're just useless and this is what the NBA is and you don't so much cling to teams as you do mm-hmm. to players, but I don't know how good that is for the league. I'm so glad I grew up in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Like, like as much as I hate, like, being like, oh, the 80s was so much better in the 90s. It like, was. I don't like doing that. <laughs> I was. I have a lot of gripes with, like, that line. It was because your, your superstars stayed with the team. See, yes. I mean, that being said, though, I think we might be we might be entering, like, the, the golden age of the NBA right now. <laughs> like, at least in terms of just, like, no, but I think we really might be. Yep. Like, at least in terms of overall parity. Yeah. In terms of, like, the amount of talent we're going to see on all these teams. I mean, God, what do I just read off my list of... Mm-hmm. 12 teams, all those teams could have two All-Stars. Right. Every one of those teams. Every one of that's those incredible. Teams. Yeah, it is. That is. That's incredible, Elo. Yeah, yeah. Every one of those, like, this kind of like we're entering this, like, you know, two guys on each team league yep. Yep. And, a, and a big supporting guy. I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. That looks better than the mm-hmm. three-team super team with, like, a bunch of crap yep. filling it out. Mm-hmm. Well. No, I think we, we could be in for, like, a golden age of the NBA. Yep. At least in terms of like overall, I know you're you're not you're rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> you don't agree with this at all, but I'm I'm just saying. Okay, when when in the '80s did you have more than four teams that were really in it? Actually, never. And that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a different era. Like you have 12 teams that are kind of in it right now. Yeah. That's my point. And mm-hmm. all the and they're not in it because they're bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that's like oh the entire league just sucks. Everybody's in it. Like. Like I said, like, 12 teams all with, like, two all-stars on them. Mm-hmm. Or two potential all-stars on them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Clippers, two all-stars. Lakers, two all-stars. Rockets, two all-stars. Bucks, two all-stars. As long as Chris Middleton. I mean, Warriors, two. Maybe three. Maybe four. Mm-hmm. Nuggets, maybe if, like, Jamal Murray takes a step forward. 76ers, Ben Simmons, or Al Alford. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Uh, like, yeah. Trailblazers, two guys. Nets, probably not two guys this year, but yeah, they have KD. I mean, Pacers. They probably don't have two guys, but I like the whole roster. Mm-hmm. Celtics also probably not two guys, but I mean, not two guys. I don't know if they have two all stars. They, bought, I mean, if Hayward's Hayward, then maybe. But like, 
Okay. I don't. I, they don't have a second guy on the team you can like pencil in to be an all star. Okay. You know, maybe Tatum has a really good year. Maybe Hayward like, but I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna say guaranteed. Like Jalen Brown could be an all star next year. I don't know. Right. But anyway, my point is, like, you have 12 teams. That, like we, in that regard, we are entering a golden age of the NBA, which maybe is only made possible because guys are moving so mm-hmm, much. But mm-hmm. like I said, like I mean, if you're, I don't want to be like think of the children, but I don't know. Like if you're a young <laughs> fan, like. Who like whose jersey do you buy as a fan? I don't buy nobody's jersey. That's my point. Like, doesn't that I ain't hurt? spending no money in these fools? Doesn't that hurt the league? Yes, it does. That's my point. Like, I feel like it. Like, it, I feel like it does. I don't want to knock these players for doing what they want. Because mm-hmm. like all power in the world, brother. Like, free labor. Like, do, do, go where you want to be. But on the other hand, like, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this was this was really fun for the league this season, but. Yeah. If this is every year, yeah. My God, like yeah. at a certain point, it's like, oh, who the hell cares about what team anybody's on? Yep. Like the exactly. teams mean nothing. Yep. They're just vessels for these guys to be with who they want to be with mm-hmm. for a year or two at a time. Yep. So I don't know, man. Like, but like, whose whose jerseys do teams retire? Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, like how much value is there in having you know your all time guy? Well, they were thinking now of uh, retiring. Um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Eagle Dollars. Um, sure. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't. Dude went. Dude started out in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I started out in Philly. Went to uh, Denver and then went to. I mean, I almost to, uh, feel like GW. It's tough because when you go on a run like that, like you can't like really argue against like honoring anybody. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, like when you go on a run like that, it's almost like you know, like anybody you want to honor, like, fi- like how many teams have won? Three three finals in four years, yeah, you know, like sure. fine. Like if you really want to like start like ball washing everybody who was a part of that. That I mean, like the God knows the Celtics do. Mm-hmm. God knows the Celtics retire every number under the sun. <laughs> but they have so many greats. That's the problem. Like fine. Like you want like you want to retire like you know this guy who came off the bench half the time. <laughs> like f- like you want to say like he got it. St- Retiring a number is supposed to be an honor. It doesn't mean anything. It don't mean nothing anymore. It's going to mean less now when guys are retiring a number because everybody's only on your team for five years. Exactly. At most. Jeez, man. You know, like... Good. No, it's crazy. No, it is. It's crazy. But with that, any any final thoughts? Uh, Let's see. Um, Hoping for a great NFL year. Yes. You know. um, God, can we get to that quicker? Oh my God! Uh, it, it's it's uh, training camp started yet? Not yet. No, getting God. close. I'm gonna be down there. All right, cool. Trying to get autographs like a child. Indeed. <laughs> there you go again. Gonna be reaching over the kids like, man, you don't even have my wingspan, said, kid. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. I mean, I've got some good ones at camp. All right. I, yep. love, I love going to camp. Yeah, camp's great, man. I love going to camp. It's a beautiful thing. All right. If you got nothing left, no, I good. got nothing left. Yep. That's it. So that being said, when's the music start? Come on, there it is. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jay Gums. We're not going to do Red Sox today. I don't care enough. Nah. I don't like bringing off Nathan Nivaldi to be the closer. That's it. Okay, we will see you next week right here, 4 to 6 p.m. Tuesday. <laughs> hope there'll be much more yeah, stuff. Yeah, hopefully something. 90.7 <laughs> WXIN. I'll see you next week. Have a lovely week. See you next time. Bye.